Hey there, and welcome to your pocket sailing instructor. I'm Penny Caldwell, and I have been a sailing coach for over 25 years now. I'm here to help you reach your sailing goals, whether you're looking for gear reviews, safety tips, or just some fun sailing stories. This podcast will have it all. Your Pocket Sailing Instructor is an educational and fun podcast about all things sailing. I plan on releasing weekly episodes every Thursday to help you end off your week on a high note. So grab your coffee and join me for your weekly dose of all things sailing. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Your Pocket Sailing Instructor. I'm Penny. I'm excited to have you joining me today um, after a bit of a break. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back bringing you some new episodes. Uh, So today's episode is coming from uh, basically out here in Nelson. Every year we have uh, several boats that kind of break free from their mooring or boats that sit at the marina and are basically never sailed. They never move. Nobody checks on them. Um, So I wanted to do a little bit of an episode about uh, when to decommission your boat or when to pass it on to somebody else and the different things that you can do to recycle everything that is on your boat so that you can make sure that it uh, doesn't end up in the landfill or as much of it as possible does not end up in the landfill and basically doing your part to help to keep the waterways nice and clean and free of boat debris and boat pollution especially. So as usual, please do like and follow and share the podcast with all of your sailing friends so that they can uh, listen to some of the episodes and learn a bunch of things as well. And otherwise we're going to get going. So a lot of people um, fall in love with the idea of sailing or boating. Uh, They decide that, all right, this is going to be something that I'm going to learn. I'm going to take on. It's going to be a family adventure or potentially it's one one of the partners who has decided that, you know, I've always wanted to learn how to sail um, or I've always wanted that nice fishing boat or whatever. So off I go, I'm going to go get it. Um, A lot of my students sometimes will ask me about, you know, should I buy my own boat? And for me, a lot of the times the answer will really depend on um, what their plans are with the boat and how much time do they actually have to devote to taking care of the boat and how realistic is it that they're going to get out um, as often as they'd like on the boat. If you can look into something like um, co-ownership or a boat share program where you have access to boats, but you're not necessarily the only one maintaining the boat, that seems to work pretty well for people. Um, It depends if you're doing a private co-share, you really want to sit down and um, figure out what kind of the expectations are, the rules of engagement, um, what... Um, How much time will people be able to have on the boat? For instance, how do you make it fair? What happens if something breaks? All that kind of stuff. So um, there are some things that you should sit down and think about. And actually, that's a really good podcast episode. I'm going to make a note of that right now. Um, And then the other thing is making sure that... um, you have a a space for your boat. This has become a really big problem uh, up around here in BC. And I know it's uh, definitely not unique to BC. It's also an issue right across Canada and uh, 
uh, well, everywhere that I've gone, but basically trying to find proper mooring for your boat and trying to find either a marina or yacht club or boat club, whatever the situation um, a space to keep your vessel has really become um, a big issue for a lot of people. And I've seen quite a few people who have wanted to purchase boats, but in the end they don't because they don't have anywhere to keep it. So that's something to consider as well is once you purchase your boat, what are you going to do with it? Where are you going to keep it? How are you going to be able to access it? Is it out on a pin? So you're going to need another boat to get back and forth. Um, or is it at a marina where you have have, uh, the luxury of walking up to the boat, which is what I have, which is great, but that comes with a price. So uh, figuring out what you can afford and what makes sense and what will help support some of your boating goals to make sure that you can get out as often as possible and also get, uh, that, sorry, stay on top of the uh, maintenance that you're going to want to do to keep your boat nice and ready to, to head out, nice and seaworthy and safe. All right, so the first thing that we're going to dig into here is um, for you as a boater to know when it's time to pass your boat along. So hopefully um, you do this before the boat has become too derelict and um, you've realized, you know what, I'm just not getting out as often as I can. Uh, or I don't have the physical ability to get out. I don't, you know, I'm having a hard time finding crew. I no longer like fishing, whatever the situation is. Um, you know, when your love for your boat changes, it might be time to think about trying to pass it on to someone else so that it can get a new life and someone else can take on uh, potentially that um maintenance and, and upkeep and all that that goes along with the boat. So ideally your first step is to try and sell the boat. Um, you may or may not have to make some concessions depending on the state of the boat and what comes with the boat. A boat that comes with a trailer tends to be um, kind of a higher value than a boat that does not have a trailer most of the time, depending on what kind of state your trailer is in. But uh, have a look at potentially trying to sell your boat through some of the online forums or, or um, you know, there's lots of different ways to sell your boat, obviously. So, so that would be obviously the ideal scenario where you are able to pass it on. It's still in good shape and you will hopefully make a little bit of money. The next scenario is uh, if you're unable to sell the boat, you could also look at donating the boat. There are uh, sometimes yacht clubs or organizations that will take uh, people's boats and they will fix them up and then they will auction them off to raise funds for whatever the organization is. So we have uh, out here in BC, there's Salts out on the coast. They will take boat donations um, and they will fix up the boat and then they will auction it off and that helps to raise money to put back into their sailing program. So you could look at doing something like that. So that is your boat is still seaworthy. It's still able to be used. It could have a new life. Somebody else might come along and really enjoy taking on the little bit of maintenance that's left that you're really not not sure about or not interested in doing at this point. The next step from there is your boat. Basically the repairs outweigh the, the monetary value of the boat or the emotional value of the boat for you. Um, it's no longer seaworthy or it can't be operated safely any longer. So at this point, this is where you're looking at decommissioning the boat. Um, 
basically recycling it and and getting it out. So there's a there's kind of a, an interesting timeline between these two. So when your boat when you stop when the love is gone, <laughs> when you're no longer really getting out and using your boat as much as you would like, um, you know, it doesn't become too long before the boat just starts to deteriorate because it's sitting there um, and then it could potentially become unseaworthy and maybe, um, yeah, your seacocks start going and you start taking on water. It could, could be um, some local uh, animals have moved onto the boat. I see that quite often. We have uh, little otters and stuff that move onto the boats and they make a huge mess of the boats. It's insane what they can get into. Cute little fuzzy things, but they are a nightmare if, when they get into cushions and all that jazz. So um, that goes along with, you know, checking on your boat regularly, keeping up with the maintenance and so on. So, but you've kind of gone past that point for whatever reason, life has gotten in the way and you have not been able to check on your boat. And now your boat is moving into a state where really you would have a hard time passing it on. Uh, never mind trying to sell it. So at this point, you are looking at decommissioning your boat and you are looking at um, basically disposing of it. So the next section here that I'm going to talk about is what you can do to recycle uh, the items on your boat, as much of your boat as possible, so that it stays primarily out of the landfill. Now, depending on where you're located, there are definitely uh, boat disposal companies that can professionally do this for you. Uh, so you don't need to go through this um, process if you don't want to. You can hire them. They show up. They have all the tools and equipment and safety and everything um, already. And they have a bin and they basically go through and they will take anything of value that can potentially be reused or sold or recycled and, and so on off of the boat. Uh, they will cut up the hull and get everything into a state where um, hopefully as little as possible ends up in the landfill. If you're going to tackle this um, on your own or even just preparing the boat um, for, for disposal, um, I'm going to go through some ideas on what you can do to kind of recycle and save some of the things on the boat that you might be thinking about getting rid of. All right, so what can you recycle on your boat? That is the question. So I'm going to go through my list here and just give you some ideas. Obviously, there are uh, probably many, many other options as well. Please do let me know if you think of some fun uh, ideas on how to repurpose things or uh, if you have gone through this process and you have some extra things to add in, I will, I will add that to the episode. So uh, starting off with your sales. Um, some people will repurpose them uh, for shade cloth. They will use them as tarps. I'm, they're not waterproof, but at least they'll keep debris or dust or whatever off of uh, whatever you're trying to wrap up. Uh, you could even donate them to another boat, the, depending on the state that the sales are in. Uh, someone else might be looking for some sales and sales can be expensive. So if you can pass them on and give them another life, uh, maybe that's a, another option as well. And then finally, there are also several different organizations that will take uh, sale donations and they will turn them into uh, like bags or purses or they basically upcycle the sale. Um, and they will turn it into something else. So that's another option. I have a, a bag that's made out of a sale and I absolutely love it. Uh, you can just Google that kind of stuff. There's tons of organizations all over the place. Um, all of your hardware on the boat, so your cleats, your winches, uh, fair leads, 
your jib sheet tracks, all that kind of stuff, you're going to want to take all of the hardware off of the boat um, and then basically donate it to other sail- sailors. If you there are local sailing schools around or sailing clubs, uh, sometimes they will be, you'll be amazed at the different types of bits and pieces that people are looking for. Um, so that kind of stuff, remove as much as possible, repurpose what you can, um, depending on, you know, your house or in the garage. I have some old, uh, tea cleats that I've used to hang up different things in the garage. <clears throat> we also have, um, basically an old boom that we use to hang up a bunch of stuff, which I'll talk about in a minute here. But, uh, so remove as much as you can and then, see what you can reuse and then from there pass on to uh, whoever else in the community who might need, might be looking for some of these different bits and pieces. Um, all of your lines on the boat, you want to basically re- remove all of the lines, repurpose them. Uh, you can use your lines around the house or the garden or the cottage, depending on, you know, there's always something that can be tied up. So uh, definitely make sure you take off all the lines. You can also, that's something that uh, potentially you could donate to, again, a sailing school. Myself, I'm always um, taking old rope and old pieces of uh, rope and cutting them up for knots for my students. So that's something that I use them for. And obviously rope is just really handy to have to be able to hang things up again in the garage and just kind of reorganize things. So definitely another life for those there. Um, Your engine and fuel tank. So uh, regardless of whether or not you have an inboard or an outboard, you will have to remove the engine and the fuel tank. Um, If you have an outboard, obviously this can probably have another life with someone or on another boat. Um, If you have an inboard, there are different forums online, uh, usually for different types of motors. So for instance, for my type of motor, we have a Facebook group. And uh, when somebody removes things, replaces things, or if they pull out the motor altogether, they'll put it up on the forum and say, hey, I've got all these different pieces, or I have this motor, would anybody uh, be interested? And again, just like your hardware on the boat, um, there are bits and pieces that people will be interested in um, that they will be able to use as backup uh, pieces for their motor as well. So definitely something to uh, consider. Um, Your electronics and your VHF radio, again, remove those. You can either pass them along to another boater Um, I'm not sure about potentially repurposing them. If you have a VHF, you could um, install that somewhere else because you do have access to the uh, weather channels too. Uh, But generally it is fairly uh, boat specific. So not sure about installing it like in a garage or something like that, but it could be kind of fun to listen in. I don't know, (laughs) depending what you're into. Um, But ideally electronics and VHF are things that again, you could sell online and pass on to other boaters or donate to uh, sailing clubs, sailing schools, uh, all that kind of stuff. Propane tank, remove, use it somewhere else. Uh, especially if you still propane in there, you can still use it. Um, interior cushions and even exterior cushions for that m- matter. Um, so take out the cushions and maybe see if you can repurpose them somewhere else. So if I were to decommission Spindrift and pull out the cushions, I'd probably use that foam because foam is really freaking expensive. I don't know if you've ever looked into uh, making new cushions, but 
foam is extremely expensive. So, you know, you might as well repurpose the foam that you have. So I have some outdoor couches, outdoor chairs. I might, you know, cut them up and, and restuff some of my um, cushions outside. Um, I would use them to basically kind of resurface or recover some of my outdoor furniture in that case. So, um, or also there are a lot of people who will remove the cushions from their uh, cabin thinking, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this project. And they start buying some of the supplies and then they realize how big of a project it actually is to, to make good, well-fitting custom cushions. And the project just dies before it really even starts. So what you could do as well is look into any other boaters in the area who might be looking for cushions and uh, just donate those to them as well. So depending on what kind of condition they're in, hopefully they're not, you know, old and moldy and too smelly, but uh, all of your other interior items, repurpose them and pull them out. And again, like I've talked about on a lot of my episodes, um, there are a lot of overlaps between outdoor activities as far as, you know, hiking and biking and camping. So there's probably a lot of indoor things um, or extra accessories that you will have on the boat that you will be able to repurpose elsewhere. So, you know, your flashlights or whatever, I can't think of a list off the top of my head, but um basically you will be able to reuse those items elsewhere. Now we're going to get into a little bit of kind of the, the bigger pieces. Um, so the rigging in particular, so your mast, um, you can either recycle it depending on if you have a metal recycling facility, sometimes they will pay you for, uh, the mast. So you have that as an option. And the other option that I've seen as well is I've had, I've seen people install their mast on their property and use it as a flagpole kind of fun. Um, so those are a couple options there. The boom, I mentioned, uh, I have an old boom in the garage and we actually have used it to hang things off of. So basically I've got some of those ropes that I was talking about and I've have different things hanging off of the, the boom. So I've got some, you know, our life jackets and stuff hanging up there. Um, some extra paddles and that kind of thing. So you can use it to uh, create a, a hanging organizer. Um, yeah. So that would be your boom, your standing rigging. So this is all of the wire and your turnbuckles and stuff like that. So turnbuckles, um, you could definitely see if there are any other boaters in the area needing turnbuckles. Those are uh, really expensive and it's nice to have a few extras on board if you want to replace or you need to fix something. So I would suggest uh, trying to pass those along if you can. And then as far as the wire itself, you could definitely repurpose that wire. Um, I don't know, you can make like a clothesline out of it. You could um, have use it to hang outdoor curtains, for instance. I just had to go and buy some wire to hang up some curtains around a pergola that we have. So, you know, there's there's probably a few different uses for that particular wire from your shrouds and your forestay and backstay. Um, but the turnbuckles themselves, you could definitely... Uh, take those off and sell them or uh, pass them along to other boaters. <clears throat> now for the hull itself, um, 
depending on the size of the boat, some people will actually repurpose the hull. If it's a smaller boat, I've seen them turned into like beds and bookshelves and all kinds of interesting things, especially garden planters, that kind of thing. So that would be definitely for smaller boats. Uh, for larger boats with the hull, basically what you're probably looking at doing, unfortunately, is you're going to have to cut it up into smaller pieces so that you can fit it into a uh, dumpster so that it can then be carted off to be disposed of properly. So out here in Nelson, every once in a while, we have old boats that are abandoned. They wash up on shore, um, and then the Kootenai Lake Sailing Association will pull together a bunch of volunteers, and we will go ahead and recycle and basically dispose of the boat. We don't have any professional disposal um, businesses out here. Uh, so we kind of take that on as a volunteer organization uh, and basically put down a bunch of tarps underneath where the hull is and then we use the sawzall and whatever other redneck tools we can get our hands on and we go to town and basically cut up the hull, uh, cut up the deck, any other pieces that we need to and we get it all into a dumpster that is then picked up and brought to the um, the dump. So. There's a cost associated with that, um, but at least you have removed as much as you can, or not as much as you can, but the entire boat is no longer sitting in the water, leaching chemicals and, and stuff into the water. So um, so hopefully if you can repurpose the hull, great, do that. If not, then you're going to be looking at cutting it up and putting it into a large dumpster. Now, before you get working on that, you also have your ports or your hatches. So depending on the style of window and the size and everything, you may be able to remove those and repurpose them. Um, you can maybe use them to create like a cold frame for your garden. They could be turned into pieces of artwork. Some of them really, you know, like the brass round ports, like you are definitely not throwing that out. That is something that you know, you could even put a mirror in it and then put it on your wall or like there's just all kinds of different things you can do with that. Um, so definitely <clears throat> hang on to that. Um, and then basically, um, yeah, reuse whatever you can as far as the, the windows. I'm trying to think of some other options. Like if you have, I don't know, you could put in some funky little ports and again in your garage or something like that. So um, the galley sink, uh, I have an old galley sink that I've repurposed as a little outdoor garden sink. So I use that to rinse off my vegetables. Really simple. I've got it mounted on the wall with a bucket underneath and then a hose and you just kind of rinse things off. So works really well. Um, and one of the last things too I have here on my list would be the head. So your head, um, that one will be a little bit harder to repurpose, but you could potentially try to uh, refit the head for using for camping. Uh, if you have a different boat or somebody else with a boat, again, uh, they might be looking to replace their head. So they could uh, definitely, uh, you could definitely pass that along pass your shit on to somebody else, basically. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> so overall, you know, this can be a really emotional time depending on um, your boat and, you know, the kinds of adventures that you've had together and, and all that kind of stuff. I know that when it comes time to 
um, decommission Spindrift. That's going to be a difficult decision for me. I'm going to try to keep the boat going as long as possible. Um, and, you know, she's already 40, 43 years old. And hopefully I can keep the the hull in great shape and the deck in great shape and then everything else is uh, kind of can be replaced easily from there. So that's my goal. But um, yeah, depending on where you're at with your boat and your sentimental attachment to your boat, if there are things that you can keep and, and repurpose or reuse, then you know, that, that would be great. So for, for instance, on Spindrift, I have a few um, of the old lanterns and they're actually a giant pain in the butt on the boat because you end up like walking into them and all that kind of stuff. But they're brass and they've got the beautiful um, glass and everything. And so basically I've I've taken a few of them off of the boat and then we have them in, at the house. And I've been meaning to put them up like, you know, in a hallway or something, kind of turn them into a little bit more of an artwork type thing. Um, so there's things like that, you know, the nav table or even the galley table, that is really nice teak wood. I would be able to take that wood off and potentially create some sort of drop leaf table, uh, maybe in one of the kids' bedrooms, and then that could be a, a new study spot for them. Um, so yeah, there's all kinds of different things that you can hopefully get creative with. <clears throat> Sorry, I have a really sore throat today for some reason. Um, but hopefully you can, um, yeah, get a little creative with the items on the boat, what you're taking off of the boat, salvage as much as you can. Um, I didn't talk about the tanks on the boat. So your, your water tank, your, your fuel tank and your head holding tank. Um, as far as the head and the fuel tank, I would probably dispose of those altogether. The water tank, depending on, you know, how clean it is and stuff, you could definitely clean that up and, and use it to maybe uh, hold some spare water or maybe it becomes a backup tank when you are camping again or or something like that. Like you might be able, my water tank is quite small, um, so I could probably put some sort of wheels on it or something and get creative there as far as trying to uh, repurpose that um, and use the tank for something else. So just a, just a few ideas there. All right, so that is what I have for you today. Thanks again for your patience while I worked on a few uh, other things. Life <laughs> got in the way. Um, and yeah, I'm glad to be back doing some episodes. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This was not the episode I was intending to record, but you know, when inspiration strikes, you have to go with it. So um, hopefully you are not living somewhere where there are all kinds of boats dying in the water around you. Hopefully people are taking care of their boats and disposing of them properly. It is definitely becoming a larger problem around the world, not just uh, in Canada. So hopefully uh, we can all do our part to recycle as much as possible, recognize when your boat is ready to be decommissioned, and uh, as part of being a responsible boat owner is also making sure that you are planning for the end of life for your boat. So things to think about and thanks again. Let me know if you have other ideas for episodes or if you have any comments on this particular episode and I will definitely keep in touch. Bye! <music>